Hey all, it's Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you about our good friends over at Burgermaster. If you know anything about me, I crave burgers in my sleep. I do not mess around. Started in 1952, Burgermaster is the best burger chain in Washington State. They have locations all over the Puget Sound in Aurora, Bellevue, Everett, Mill Creek University, and Mount Vernon. Their fresh ingredients and classic driving experience make them the greatest burger chain in the state of Washington. Stop by Burgermaster on your way home from a Seahawks game. You won't regret it. Hey everybody, it's Brian. If you haven't noticed, it is absolutely nuts out there in the housing market. If you don't know exactly what you're doing and you don't have someone that you trust by your side to guide you through the process, good luck getting the home you want or getting the best price for the home you're selling. John Hurlbut at Altitude Homes is a guy I've known for years, over a decade, a friend and someone I trust implicitly. If you are in Pierce, South King, or Thurston counties, there is nobody better to help guide you through the real estate process right now. Go on over to altitudehomesteam.com slash hawkablogger. Now, again, that's altitudehomesteam.com slash hawkblogger. Sign up to contact John. He will help you with the process, and all referrals will result in a $1,000 donation from John and the Altitude Homes team to Ben's Fund. Everybody wins. Go in there, get your help, get your dream home, get the most money for your home. AltitudeHomesTeam.com slash HawkBlogger. Hey all, Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you guys about our good friend Blake Johnson of ManifestFit.com. Football season is quickly approaching, and it is a struggle to stay in shape while eating burgers and nachos. ManifestFit.com is your one only true online personal training service with workout and nutrition programs specifically based on your needs. They work with clients all over the U.S., and what makes Blake and ManifestFit.com so unique is that they don't believe training should be a luxury item. Now's the time to start. Head over to ManifestFit.com. Click on how to join and fill out the form. Their team will get back to you ASAP and help you start building a healthier, happier, louder Seahawks fans. The skyline is etched in my veins. You can never put that out no matter how hard it rains in my city. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the second podcast of the day for your Seattle Seahawks. This is Brian Nemhauser on Real Hawk Talk. This is an emergency podcast, a podcast we did not expect. And yet here we are. The Seattle Seahawks are going to the playoffs. Geno Smith is going to the playoffs. Pete Carroll and this team and this rookie class is going to the playoffs. Tariq Woolen, Quandre Diggs. Tanner Muse, for God's sakes, is going to the playoffs. Thanks to the Detroit Lions pulling off a absolutely awesome and fun upset of the Green Bay Packers, who we will talk about. But God, they did not, not only did they lose, but they lost in a pretty ugly way. And uh, wow, let me welcome in the fellas right away, especially for Jeff Simmons, who is up at all hours of the night. Jeff, at Real Jeff Simmons on Twitter, dude. What the hell just happened? <laughs> I got my Honolulu blue on. I found the only color I can find that's the, the Lions. I still can't believe what I watched. When the Lions got that pick and they called the hands to the face penalty and me and you both tweeted the fixes at the exact same time, I didn't think there was a chance they'd win that game. And, man, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. Like, I can't believe the Lions had nothing to play for. It just made Aaron Rodgers walk out the field with tears in his eye. I, I'm just, I can't believe it was, oh, the schedule just came out. 
Oh, what do we got? So the first game of the playoffs is Seahawks 49ers, Saturday at 1.30 Pacific time. Wow. Wow. I, I, okay. I'm going to bring it over to Nathan. We'll come back to you, Jeff. Nathan at Nathan E11, although he's not really on Twitter anymore. You can find him on the Real Hawk Talk uh, Slack channel if you join at patreon.com slash hawkblogger. It feels like ages ago, Nathan, we were talking about, uh, like, do we really want them to make the playoffs? Do we want them to play the 49ers? And you made the point. There's Sure, they'll probably lose, but there's a little bit of hope that they could end the 49ers season. And isn't that worth it? How was your how was your uh, 55th Christmas dinner, by the way? Oh, my God. Uh, let's get past that. In the immortal words of Kevin Garnett, anything is possible. <laughs> Even the fucking Seahawks with Geno Smith can make the playoffs and Cody Barton is their starting middle linebacker. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, my God. Uh, did you watch the game? Did you get a chance to see no. the game? No, I didn't. Oh, my God, Nathan. Uh, so... Jeff, my takeaway from that, like the Lions were the better team the whole game. There was a couple times that the Packers were ahead, but like the Lions were, I mean, this is, they, they beat, they beat the Packers in both games this season. There were multiple interceptions that I think got called back. There was, uh, there were some tough plays that went against the, the Lions. They had a play early, like rel in the right near the goal line. They didn't get in. <laughs> So uh, let's go. Let's. Go. I mean, wow. Like, I, I, I have a question on on Twitter right now. I want to hear both of yours' perspective. Bills Mafia has made a, a name for themselves by donating to the charity of an opposing team's like player or something to thank them for getting you in the playoffs or doing something great. I feel like we need to, as Seahawks fans, do that here. Donate to the charity of some Lions. I don't know. Jamal Williams, Kirby Joseph, Dan Campbell. Who is the guy that you want Seahawks fans, if you could pick one, that we should be donating to their charity? It's, it's got to be uh, Dan Campbell, but Jamal Williams is a close second. This game meant a lot to him. He was a former Packer. He played there a long time. There's a speech that went viral about like the speech he gave his team early in the year when they were down. I think it was last year. Um, but man, Dan Campbell getting that team to play when they had nothing to play for. Everyone laughed at like that opening press conference he had with the kneecaps. And but that's kind of the culture that they've set there. They're like they're tough and they're fun and they're ascending. And the fact that he can just get those guys to care about that game that they were they were eliminated. Let's see. I remember what you said a couple of years ago when the Bills like ended this long 20-year playoff drought and because of Andy Dalton. They all donated to Andy Dalton. So, hell, Jamal Williams, Jared Goff, all <laughs> I think it's got to be Dan Campbell, though. Man, he he had like a Ditka look tonight. Um, Nate, you're about to answer, too. I want to hear you really watch the game, but do you have a perspective on, on who they should donate to? I I do love Dan Campbell. Um, he is uh, uh, one of the more lovable football dudes uh, in the sport. I think uh, I I love uh, Amon Ross St. Brown just as a player. Uh, I, I don't. Did he replicate the Doug Baldwin playoff catch? Did he replicate the? Are we talking about the Vikings? Is that the one we're talking about? I, I don't know what, which. I, again, I didn't watch it, so I don't know. 
but I think he, uh, go ahead. He basically on the final drive, they threw a ball to him and he caught it, dropped it, trapped it between his legs, rolled around. <gasps> this is Jermaine Curse stolen valor. And ended up holding on to it. So that was yeah. Jermaine Curse. That was Jermaine Curse uh, Super Bowl catch, right? That that should have won them the game if Russ wasn't a yeah. bonehead. Yeah. It was. Um, I mean, I think Doug had a similar catch as well, if I remember, like this this type of catch. But yeah, I mean, that's a fair that's a fair one. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know what this is, but we're gonna put it on the the show here. Uh, I would say a a, a uh, I don't know if Quandre Diggs has a charity or a charitable cause, uh, but as a former Lion, that is also an option. That I love that. You know, Quandre actually offered supposedly that he was going to send his Detroit buddies on vacations. He was going to pay their for their vacations if they won this game. I wonder if he's going to be asked to come through on that um, on that deal. Wow, I'm like I had so much fun watching that game. Like it, it, it's so funny in a lot of these games. It's like they're right at the beginning you kind of know what you're gonna get and this game like right from the beginning i was like ah this isn't going easily for the packers they're not running away with this and detroit just hung around i did not mention jared goff jeff because like i i just can't but the dude like he did it i mean that that what about that pass that set up, I thought that was a touchdown. They, they called him down the one yard line. Then Jamal Williams went in when he basically rolled out and then threw it across the field, like for like 50 yards or something, 43 yards. I think it was. What do you think about Jared Goff's game tonight? He, he made some key plays like that one. You mentioned the, the play at the end, fourth down, they throw the ball and Goff's numbers outside, even this year have been horrific. And this is one of the hardest places to play at an outdoor stadium. Uh, I heard KJ Wright say, like, it's a place they he's never won a game there or something like that. Or I don't know. But Goff was pretty good. Like, he didn't throw an interception. He moved the ball pretty consistently. He didn't turn the ball over. And, like, if you look at all their losses, almost every one of their losses is out when Jared Goff has to leave the stadium, go outside. And he did his job. He managed the game. He kept them out of trouble. and. It's funny. We talk about all the things we want the Seahawks to be, and the Lions have a lot of those things. They have a really good emerging offensive line. They're tough. I heard you say in the show with Nathan, you don't want to be a soft, weak team. The Lions don't quite have the skill yet, but they're they're kind of what we want our team to sort of look like. So it was really fun to root for them because they are basically a lot of things that I heard you say it before. They, they have a lot of those qualities. Winning Lambeau in that kind of game is it's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, it is. I'm really, really happy for Lions fans. They have they have gone through hell. Like we've complained about like the Pete Carroll era, like losing in the playoffs too often. They would trade like body parts to lose in the playoffs. Like, and not only that, but they just haven't had like teams that were that fun. They were pretty predictable and boring. But like. This is a fun team. Jamal Williams is fun. DeAndre Swift is fun. Amon St. Brown is fun. I think uh, Hutchinson's fun. Uh, I, I think uh, Joseph's like, I think it's just Dan Campbell's certainly fun. 
I loved watching it. Is Aaron Glenn is their defensive coordinator, I think. He was like going nuts on the sideline. Like it's just a fun team. Like I, I'm happy that I'm really happy the Seahawks are going. Part of me wishes the Lions could go. Like I would just like to keep watching the Lions play. That was fun. Um Nathan, you know, you were you were following in Trey Cole, our production uh assistants uh I guess his wake when he said the playoffs were possible for this team and you kind of got on that bandwagon. So kudos to you, my friend for uh, essentially picking the Seahawks to make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I did. I I will say Trey was definitely there before me. So credit to him. Uh, And uh, Griff, Griff Sturgeon of uh, the Seattle overload podcast uh, at C-Max spin move. We've had him on this podcast for some draft stuff always amazing stuff he has been saying for a long time that this defense can be good that Gino can be good uh and I don't think if it wasn't for him and it wasn't for Trey that I would have uh I would have been on that bandwagon so uh credit to those dudes but yes I was right all along so (laughs) uh I want to bring a quick bit of news um uh, Bob Condotta just tweeted out that Seattle making the playoffs means Geno Smith earns a $1 million incentive. Um, so he ended up earning all three and a half million dollars of incentives, meaning that he earned $7 million for this year, which is <laughs> nuts that like with all his incentives, he made $7 million as a pro bowl quarterback, no matter how shitty some of his plays were today or the past few weeks. He was a Pro Bowl quarterback. He threw for 30 touchdowns against just 11 picks on the year. I don't know. Did he end up? Um, I was going to do my stats after this game, so I don't even know. But I think he ended up with uh, passing for over 70%. No. Oh, my God. 69.8. Uh, nice. Nice. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, anyway, so sure get on Dino Smith. <laughs> um, let's uh we have, we have niner yeah. fans in in the the chat here and i'm gonna i'm gonna rip off another line here this one from Stephen a smith and let me tell you we we don't care we don't care you're you're supposed to be here we're not you'll win we don't care but you might lose and you're gonna worry about that for a fucking week so <laughs> enjoy it enjoy the sweaty ass crack that you get thinking about the chance that you lose in the first round of the playoffs to the Geno Smith Seahawks have fucking fun. Niners fans. <laughs> I love saucy Nathan. Uh, it's true. I mean, Jeff talk about house money. I mean, the Seahawks make the playoffs have the number five pick. I mean, why not just blow this shit up this week? Saturday, just, I mean, let it all hang out. Let's see what Kenneth Walker can do in this game. Let's see what, if DK can actually step up, like, let's go. Yeah, we, we got nothing to lose. We, we got to play that game like Dan Campbell just did. They got to, like, not be conservative and not play that game like they did today. And, like, we've done some of the other Niner games. Let's, let's let it all out. We got nothing to lose. Nathan said's exactly right. Like, we're not supposed to be here. Again, pick five was supposed to be our pick, and pick 20 was supposed to be Denver. It flipped, and the Niners have the most talented roster in the league, and nothing would be worse to losing this Shannon linebacker thing to Tanner Muse and Cody Barton. 
Like nothing would be worse for them. It would break their souls. I think there's probably a 1% chance it happens. But I, I was talking to a buddy who's a Niners fan, and he's worried. They don't like division opponents. And, like, their path to the championship game is probably Seahawks-Vikings. It should be pretty easy. And if you can blow that to Geno Smith and this, this Seahawks defense, oh, my God. This would be one of the best moments in Seahawks history, like you guys said earlier. It would be hey, can you talk about how the, the Seahawks defense has solved their problems and they've been legitimately good for a couple weeks now? Yes, let's let's talk about it. I mean, that was look, this team has been like uh Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde or Mr. Hyde and Doc, whatever it is. The, one of them is like you know, roided out and going nuts, and the other like, between the defense and the offense. Right now, the defense is looking good. They they need one game. They need one game where the defense and the offense plays well, and that's it. And both and the de- we've seen it from both sides of the ball. The offense can look great. The defense can look great. We need it for one week. That's it. That's all. This is it. It doesn't matter. Everything after that doesn't matter. You're, well, you're right. And by the way, it's not like it hasn't shown up against 49ers. I know people are, are – we would talk about how real and not real, but – Here's the 49ers point totals over their last eight games of the season. 38, uh, sorry, 38 against the Cardinals, 33 against uh, the Dolphins, 35 against the Bucks, 37 against the Commanders, 37 against the Raiders, 38 against the Cardinals, 21 against the Seahawks. So, I mean, this yes, the, the, the 49ers knelt at the one-yard line in the last matchup. But that was at the very end of that game after it was pretty much decided. The rest of the game, it was relatively like, I never thought the Seahawks were going to win, but the Seahawks were never really out of that game. Like they should have been out of that game, but they never were. And you can make the argument that the Seahawks should have been closer than they were in that game because they made some pretty bad mistakes. But like, who knows? If I was in the 49ers position, I would much rather be playing the Packers than playing the Seahawks absolutely and we should talk a little bit about like how sweet is it that the seahawks make it on the back of aaron Rodgers having his nose fucking rubbed in it he lost on his home field to the detroit lions with the playoffs on the line and he he got owned in this game. He got smacked around. He threw an interception that lost the game. I mean, he threw multiple interceptions that lost the game. Good fucking riddance to you. I hope he retires. I hope he goes, whatever, like fuck the Packers, fuck Aaron Rodgers. I am just, Ooh, that felt good. That felt good to watch that. What do you think is going to happen with him? Jeff is he is what's your, what's your take on that? That walk off the field, I don't know if you saw him and Randall Cobb really taking that in. And if you're an Aaron Rodgers hater like I am, seeing him with tears in his eyes walking off the field was one of the greatest <laughs> visuals I've seen on a football field. I can't stand that fucking guy. It could not happen to a better person to see him. I, you have to wonder what he's thinking. I'm like, is that it for him? The way him and Cobb are walking off and apparently – Jameson Williams, who was the Lions' first-round pick, asked him for his jersey, and he said, I'm going to keep this one. Does that, mean, does that mean this is it for him? Like, Rodgers hasn't been good. Like, even during this winning streak, where they won five in a row, Rodgers had, like, four touchdowns. Like, you got to wonder. Like, the Packers somewhere got to be wondering, like, 
we got to play this Jordan Love guy. Like they basically burned his whole rookie contract. They're spending a whole first round pick on him. And Rogers into some weird shit off the field. Like who knows if he even wants to play anymore, but you got to be thinking after he lost the game for them. Like, does he want to keep doing this? And that might be his last game. And man, losing to the Lions at home. I can't eat that up enough. I can't stand Aaron Rodgers. I can't stand the Packers. I'm so happy it was them that blew the thing. It wasn't something else. Oh, man. I'm just. Well, and like the NFL made it as easy as they possibly could on him, right? I mean, they gave them the primetime game. They gave the Lions no reason to play their hardest because the Seahawks already won. And look, like they talked about it on the broadcast. Give credit where it's due. Nathan, you mentioned this. You're like, yeah, I mean, Dan Campbell, maybe actually it was Derek, I think, said it, but I think you said it as well. You know, Dan Campbell will probably try to get his guys to play hard, but they'll probably make some business decisions. These guys have paychecks on the line. If they not, if they're not going to go to the playoffs and they have free agents potentially next year, are they really going to like? Are they really going to put their bodies in harm harm's way when it, uh, really it doesn't mean anything? And they played physical tonight. They played hard. They played inspired. Dan Campbell. He, in some ways, I think in some ways, the Seahawks might have benefited from the Lions being eliminated because they made some play calls. I don't know if, I'm not sure that they make the same play call if if their, if their playoffs were on the line for them. You want to hear something wild? I do. Okay. How many times have the Seahawks and the Mariners made the playoffs in the same year. Oh, I love that question. Okay, let me think for a second because the Mariners not made the playoffs very often. <laughs> yeah, the Seahawks did not make. Maybe ninety-seven. Uh, that was Dennis Erickson, John Kitna, maybe. So, according to Aditya Sood, this is the first time it is ever happened that the Mariners and the Seahawks make the playoffs in the same year. And it's a stretching it a little bit because technically the Seahawks playoffs will be in 2023 and we don't know what the Mariners will do in 2023. But in terms of regular seasons, first time ever. Oh my God. That that's a great one. That's a, <laughs> that's a great one. Not a t- bad time to be a, a Seattle sports fan. Did did either of you were either you not sure how you'd feel if this happened? Were either you like, oh man, I really like Jeff, you've been especially like, I don't want to go to the playoffs and play the 49ers. Is there any part of yours like, ah, I'm not happy about this? No, I, I, I was feeling that all week, really. But today was there was just so many punches to the gut. That fourth and fucking 20 in the Colts Texans game and the Chargers game where they, they were playing their starters and all the draft position gets screwed up. I needed something good to happen. I, I was just getting punched in the gut all day. That fourth and Tony took me a while to get over. I couldn't even watch that. Couldn't get into the Seahawks game. I'm still like shell-shocked from that. So all of my thoughts going into the game was like, I don't want to get my ass kicked by San Francisco. Once the game started and Detroit started looking good, after the day we had where Jason Myers misses the fucking field goal off the bar and like, I was just getting gut punches. We can't score the fucking one-yard line. I needed something. And all of that sort of went out the window once the Lions were able to do it. And so all those feelings are kind of gone. Like Today was so frustrating and so infuriating that I'll take it. I can. We can have these five days, and if we get our ass kicked, we still have this. We have our five days. It's worth dropping down a couple spots in the draft. 
I, Nathan, I think the big question that has to be answered, are we going to see baseball cap Pete for the playoffs? Oh, you're on mute. I don't know what to think now. I don't know what to do now. Uh, I, it worked. Baseball cap Pete, as as wrong as it was, like, like viscerally wrong. Like, Grandpa, no, take the hat off. Uh, it worked. It worked. They just made the playoffs. So, roll it back, Pete. Roll it back. Let's see a baseball cap. I want to see. Hmm. Trying to think, what is what, what can we do to accentuate the base? There's probably some just roll back, it's fine. I think we need more baseball cap, Pete. I think it was good. I mean, it, I would go for like some sleeveless, a sleeveless uh, uh, shirt, like take, take, uh, take the sleeves off a short sleeve shirt, um, with the with the maybe put the hat backwards, might be a good look for Pete. Oh, that would be, I would. <laughs> pay like a I little would literally pay money. from the simpsons look you know <laughs> i would i would pay oh you wanted to put a uh onion on his belt as was the style of the time yeah no i think we need some kind of golf equipment can we get him in a like a uh, um a golf cart uh, a motorized golf oh. cart on the sideline so we can just be zipping yeah. up and down because there's it, some pretty good like newfangled golf carts that are like like motorcycles and like you know like scooters and stuff like that so i think that would actually be uh, quite quite funny all right so we um, need we need pete carroll to lead the team out of the tunnel on a harley in a baseball <laughs> cap in a windbreaker just okay i've got to ask you guys if the seahawks pull this off i don't care how likely it is if the seahawks pull this off where does this rank next to beating the 49ers 42-13 like basically taking over the division like showing that that we're the owners in 2012 beating them uh on their home field during Thanksgiving and eating turkey on their on their field and this I'm going to leave the NFC championship out because that's just you know it's its own class but of those assume we win this game where would it rank among those other two I don't know, Jeff, if you have an answer, but I've thought about this a little bit. And I know I have some recency bias on this. I'm a, I'm a younger fan, but I, I, I have a strong opinion about where this ranks in the all-time, where, where this would rank in the all-time Seahawks victories. No. I would put, I, don't, I want to hear Nathan's answer, but I would definitely put it over those two you picked. As really? good as that. Yeah, like this Niners team is so stacked. And... I know those those were awesome wins, but like the Seahawks were better than them in that second one, where I know it was pretty embarrassing to like intercept Colin Kaepernick and just embarrass them at their own stadium. And the forty two thirteen game was like the coming of age of that Seahawks team. But to beat them with Geno Smith and this defense in their Super Bowl window at home, I can't imagine. I can't. I think it's so unlikely, but I can't imagine how much fun that would be. That to just end their season that they they're they're. They're the best team in the NFC. And, uh, and frankly, the NFC looks really weak as we get down each week. But I think it would, I can't wait to hear Nathan's answer because for me, this would be, this would top those two pretty easily. I think if you're looking at all time Seahawk wins, not just against the Niners, just all wins ever. And again, newer fan here. So anything like 
before 2000, I'm not super aware of, although I don't think there was much to speak of in the 90s, at least. I think this is the this would be the fifth best Seahawk win of all times. You have the, the Super Bowl, and then you have three NFC Championship wins, and then I think it would be this one. I wow. think between, I mean, the only other one that I'm aware of that would compete for the top five would be Beastquake, the, the Saints game. And that one was something else. That was a special game, too. So if you want to put that one as number five and this one at six, I'm good with that. But, I mean, Brian, I know uh, you go back a ways before I do. So I don't know if you have other. <laughs> this is true. I, I, For me, this goes above Beastquake. It, it would be go above Beastquake because it's, the, it's your biggest rival and it's on their home field. So the Saints were the defending Super Bowl champion, and that game was iconic. Um, but you know, it was the saints. Um, like, I don't think that's a big rivalry for Seattle. Uh, but look, this is a, this is a game where if you're a 49ers fan, you have to absolutely expect that you're going to win a super bowl this year. Like you've been the best team in football for the past six, seven weeks. And you can't be thinking that Seahawks are going to be put up much of a fight. You can't think that anybody's really going to be put up much of a fight in the NFC. I don't think they're even that worried about going to Philadelphia. I doubt it. So yeah, I mean, if they went down there and, and beat that 49ers team, which I saw someone in chat said, this is the best, best 49ers team we've faced. No way, no way. The Patrick Willis, Navarro Bowman, Justin Smith, 49ers teams with you know like they were they were unbelievable they were every bit in step with the Seahawks and that Seahawks team as Jeff has said is one of the best rosters that we've seen in decades in the NFL so this is not that especially I mean like Purdy's fine but he I mean even Colin Kaepernick at that point was uh, a much a much more polished, a much more dangerous um, player at the at the quarterback position. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, I'm curious. Like, we'll talk about this on Wednesday. We have to get into deep on it here. I'm wondering who's going to potentially get back and be able to play. Like, is Ryan Neal going to be back or not? Like, I'm curious about all those things. There's guys that kind of got nicked up. Um, <laughs> but, man. I don't know. I, I don't know if I put it as high as, as you guys would put it. Um, I think those other wins over the 49ers were pretty tasty. Uh, no pun intended about the turkey, but um, <clears throat> yeah, I guess partially because this team, the Seahawks team is just not that good. So it would just be to screw with the 49ers, which is good. Those other games were to screw with the 49ers, just like send them into misery and it was about the Seahawks being a great team. So those, those for me, I, I enjoy those a little bit more. Um, I see from Michael, Michael Mathis again in the super chat. Thank you, Michael. Um, one of our more generous patrons. Uh, uh, did anyone hear if there's any injuries coming out of the 49ers game? I didn't see much of that game. Yeah, I did not either. Um, all right. I don't want to keep Jeff you too much longer. I'm like, I'm, I'm so excited about this. I don't know why I can't believe I'm this excited that the Seahawks made the playoffs. Well, like, cool, cool stat from Brady Henderson. Um, only 10 teams in the common draft era 
So that's since 1967. I've made the playoffs and picked in the top five the next year. The last one that did it was 2003. So only 10 teams ever. That's like, that's got to be an A-plus season for the Seahawks. Like, as shitty as it felt to fall from three to five, to get those two things, like, we look back, like, no one would have believed that's possible. Maybe Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the endlessly optimistic Nathan Ernst. That's right. Yeah. It's yeah. Really yeah, that's a great stat. That's a great stat. Um, all right, fellas. Uh, anything else you want to cover before we uh, we kind of wrap a little bit for the night? I'm happy to keep going, but but uh, let me know where you guys are with it. I hear Odell Beckham's a, a free agent still, right? I've been off the <laughs> Twitters for a minute, so I don't I don't know if my if I'm still up to date on that. Some I don't know. I, he's definitely a free agent. I don't know that everyone was looking at him and didn't sign him, so I think it's pretty good fine that he's not. He's not worth picking up. Um, I did hear. Did someone say that Jadavian Clowney got cut? I don't think that's right. No, they didn't cut him. They sent him home. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. He basically said there's no way he wants to resign there. (laughs) So they told him not to play. Well, yeah, I mean, defense has not been our problem the last few weeks. It's offense. And uh, so Seahawks are going to have to figure out some way to get something going uh, against that 49ers team. Um, certainly I'm going to go back and look at, <laughs> I was at that game and I was having a hard time paying attention. Cause I just was, I was so ready for the Seahawks to get beat by 40 points in that game. Um, it is interesting. I mean, Gino threw the ball 44 times in that 49ers game, 238 yards. Uh I thought, you know, what I, I'm remembering about that game is Kenneth Walker was actually playing reasonably well. And they, for whatever reason, they kept going away from him. He only had 12 carries for like 47 yards in that game. But I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I think a, a little bit of, of running back tight ends. Let's, let's pull off freaking Lions. Let's, let's just like shock everybody and go in there. And man, talk about emergency pod. Um, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. That would be um, okay. I think we're going to call it there because um, we're going to have that's our second part of the day. We will have another one Wednesday of this week. Uh, we'll have the morning after column coming up tomorrow morning from on the blog at hawkblogger.com. I will probably do some Hawk Blogger stats after this for a little bit um, on Twitter. So you can find those there. If you haven't already, please give the show a like. Uh, go over to patreon.com slash hawkblogger, sign up right now, get immediate access to the Slack channel, which I am sure is hopping at the moment and will be all week heading through the playoffs and into the off season. So head over there right now. And as you know, all proceeds go to charity. Uh, also going to try to rally and figure out where we're going to direct Seahawk fan charity uh, for the Lions because we got to get something going. Uh, we got to be a fan base that people know that does this kind of thing. So head to Twitter and over to patreon.com slash hawkblogger and we will organize there. This is Brian Nemeter at Blogger on Twitter. I want to thank Nathan Ernst for jumping on the second time today at Nathan E11 on Twitter and Jeff Simmons, real Jeff Simmons for staying up into tomorrow over on the East Coast. And uh, man, the 2022 Seahawks are playoff 
contenders. They are not playoff contenders. They are playoff entrants. They have made it to the playoffs. You didn't well, need to qualify that. That's fine. You don't. Uh, they're they're still contenders in the playoffs. Is that right? I don't know if that yeah. was the right the right phrasing. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I I now know that. But they're going to get to face our most hated rival and beat a team three times in a row. Maybe not as tough when you're that much better than they are, but it's still tough in the division. So let's see if the Seahawks can figure out something. Pete Carroll has historically owned Kyle Shanahan. So let's see. Maybe, 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 maybe something comes together and Seahawks shock the world once again. Until then, we will see you. And thanks, everyone, for donating and being part of the community. Take care. Go Hawks.